The following podcast is a Clutch Media production. Welcome to They Get It. My name's Kelsey, and my co-host Emma and I love direct-to-consumer brands. Whether it's an amazing customer experience or a really killer social strategy, this podcast will feature the brands and founders who just get it. Okay, so these two are Shopify veterans. Zach and Erica worked with Emma and I when we were all back in our Shopify days. And what's really cool is now they've both since left Shopify and they've started their own thing. And so when we look at entrepreneurs and who gets it, these two get it in their own respective rights, but then they also get it as a couple of two entrepreneurs. And so for anyone that doesn't know, Erica Siegner is the co-founder of two amazing businesses. One is Quantum Greens and the other is Cyclone Spin Studio, both based out of Kitchener, Waterloo and really cool businesses. If you look at like Erica's lifestyle, she's super into being healthy and being active. And so if you look at her two businesses, one serves healthy meals to businesses and does home delivery. So that makes perfect sense. And then from an athletic perspective, Cyclone Spin Studio is like the ultimate community. Yeah. And I think that's something else Erica is so focused on is building community. And it's it's really cool to see that she's done that through her businesses and kind of channeled that passion. Yeah, exactly. And then Zach, on the other hand, he moved to LA uh, quite a while ago. He's been there for a couple of years and he has a business called One Day Entertainment where he manages a bunch of different creators. So he was working really closely with the guys at Yes Theory and now has a few other creators under his portfolio. And he's just doing a really good job being in the ecosystem, identifying new opportunities, and supporting these creators. In this episode, we wanted to bring them on kind of to talk about being in a relationship with an entrepreneur, especially two entrepreneurs, and being long distance because they're both pursuing their unique entrepreneurial pursuits. And so we thought it would be interesting to kind of have a conversation about what that looks like and what are some of the tactical things they've put in place. And I think that's what I really found value in in this conversation is they have a lot of tactical things that they do and that they recommend and they've been very intentional you know they knew getting into this that it wasn't going to be easy and they really did want to make it work and they have made it work and so it's cool to hear about you know some of those things that I think anyone could put into the relationship but especially if you're long distance especially if you're an entrepreneur or maybe you're dating an entrepreneur and you don't know how to best support um there could be something in here for you as well yeah and like We cover this a little bit, but to really paint the full picture, uh, Zach was in sales with Emma and I way back when, and he was the king of organization. Like you should have seen these spreadsheets that he would work off of. They were absolutely insane. So keep an ear out. He talks a little bit about um, these like stop, start, continues, these QBRs, if you will, (laughs) that he uses in their relationship. And I know it sounds funny. It sounds like a joke. But this is some serious stuff that you can take and replicate in your own relationships to make sure you're both on the same page at all times. Mm -hmm. And I think also more holistically, any relationships. Yeah. Like me and Kelsey were thinking in our business relationship, oh, maybe we should start doing some of these practices because at the end of the day, so much of business is relationships with people and being intentional about them. So anyways, let's quit blabbering and get into the episode. (laughs) Let's do it. Zach and Erica, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. The crew is back. Yeah. The crew is back. Love it. So 
obviously, Kelsey and I know both of you, but to help give our listeners a little more context, could you start with just telling us a bit about how your relationship started and where you both were at that point in your life? Okay, you want to start? Sure. Um, I mean, we started dating almost four years ago. And I think at, at that point, we were both working at Shopify. We had been friends for a little over a year. Um And yeah, I think just spending a lot of time together and realizing that we were very like-minded and had similar interests, an attraction began. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, the the, the attraction. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, we were we were friends for like the longest time. I thought I thought she was super cool. I didn't really think of it as something that would become a relationship, but um, after a while, it started to be like, oh, there's this is more than friends. And then had a couple conversations. Like, obviously, we didn't want to put anything at work in jeopardy um, because that was so important to us. And I think you guys remember at Shopify, it was kind of like, there was like a little bit of a frown upon on ancestral relationships within the Shopify. And so uh, it had to be something that we were like, is this, we're legit about this, right? Like this is an actual thing. And then uh, I also knew that I was moving to LA. So then that's kind of how it started. Um, Mm. And uh, yeah, we kind of had to sit down and have some, some big boy and some big girl conversations of uh, is this real enough for us to continue with, even though there's all these other things in the way. And obviously it was, and here we are. Yeah. Okay. Well on the, the shop of fam topic, you're so right. Like Alex and I kept our relationship a secret for literally an entire year because you just don't want to risk it. So I definitely get that. I didn't realize that you already knew you were leaving by the time you guys started dating what were those early conversations like? And like, Erica, did you know that you were going to eventually leave Shopify at that point too? At that point, I had a pretty good idea that I'd be leaving Shopify to take my business full time. I didn't know concretely. Um, But yeah, I mean, at that point, Zach was always very open about the fact that one way or another, he was going to be moving to California. And we had conversations about that when we were still just friends. So I mean, I always knew that that was going to be the scenario. And to be quite honest, I was always very hesitant Mm -hmm. to to start a relationship with him um, and was very open with that about about that with him. And uh, his comment always to me was, well, we have no idea what the future holds. So why would we not even just try Uh, such a classic Zach? So then long distance started very early on into your relationship what are some things that you put into place at the beginning of your relationship to you know give it the best shot yeah okay let me do this one uh because i was like you guys know me like even when i was i mean always i've just always been very like detail and like organized and structured like structurally minded and wanted Mm -hmm. to be very strategic and everything and like set out a plan so uh, I think it was a 2018, yeah, January of 2018, we like sat down and we made goals and rules of like what we will oh, adhere to that. as a long distance relationship. Yeah. Um, so one of the things was really early on in our relationship, which started kind of as a joke, but we started doing like monthly reviews. So every oh month, God. every month we'll sit down and we'll go like, what what in the past month has happened? What did we like? Was there anything that irked us? And at first it like legitimately started as a as like, uh, I think one of the first ones ever, I was like, hey, I've been yawning. And then you like disrupt my yawns and I don't like that. And so like, please stop doing that because that's like not actually funny. I don't enjoy it. 
And then it worked, you know, she stopped doing that. And now it's been three and a half years that that hasn't happened. But that was like an example of like, hey, I don't like it when you do that. Or just give us space to bring up things within the relationship. So the monthly review was a huge hack and we still do them till this day every month. Okay, wait, are we are we talking like sales QBR slide deck review? How detailed are we going? There have been decks in the past. (laughs) (laughs) I can't deny that there were decks. (laughs) That's so funny. But usually now, usually now they'll just be like, hey, we'll sit down. We'll be like, okay, monthly review. Okay, what happened? And then is there anything we like or don't like? And then we like make the joke of like, okay, so are you renewing for another month or not? Actually really cute. Uh, (laughs) Because it is. It's like when lives are so busy, you can't just wing it. If you're not intentional about it, it's never going to stand. And so I like the idea. It's a commitment each month that you guys are renewing. Yeah. And I think there were... There were other rules uh, early on, like, hey, we have to FaceTime. I mean, babe, do you remember like how often it was like once a week? Let's make sure we FaceTime yeah. once a week. Let's make it sure. Was like, we always had to have the next trip booked before we leave each other so that there's something to look forward to. Oh. Actually, Shimona shared that one with yeah. me. So that rule, yeah, that rule has been to, has was pretty much in place until COVID because then it became yeah. like, we have no fucking idea. Totally. Have you guys had either of you done long distance prior to dating each other? I have once uh, just to, from like London, Ontario to here and it was okay. an absolute disaster. Um, which I think is why I was also super hesitant knowing Zach was going to be oh, leaving. Yeah. Um, my only experience yeah. doing long distance was super negative. So um, I was very pleasantly surprised that this has gone so well. <laughs> well, and it's probably, you know, all the work that you guys put in and how intentional you are. So like Zach, you were mentioning, okay, we have a FaceTime cadence. We And then Erica, you said we need to have our next flight booked. Were there any other tools or like tactics you guys used to make sure you stayed on the same page? Uh, yeah, the monthly review thing on top of that. And then I think we just came up with like cute things to try to do to make time feel special. So, um, we do a lot of, not a lot maybe, but we do a significant amount of like paper mail to one another. And, uh, we bought before I left cards that were, that had prompts on them. Like I remember that moment when you dot, 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 and then you write a letter to that person with that prompt or, you're so special because dot, 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 or the thing I respect most about you is dot, dot, dot. And so we've sent those back and forth to one another for the past three years um, of me being in LA. And that's always a a really nice kind of like cute reminder you get in the mail. It feels like super special. It's a lot more than, you know, just a FaceTime or a text. And so um, that's also been something that I've found uh, is really special and you can't do that when you're not in a long distance relationship. So it feels right. like a, even a bonus. Yeah. Well, and I think one thing that makes your long distance like scenario even more um, complex is that you're both physically tied to the cities that you're in. Like, so Erica, yours is obviously you've got literally a studio that you need to be on site for. Even, you know, with Quantum, you need to be physically in KW. And then with Zach, like your opportunities are just all in LA. So there's not even really like you know, there's no flexibility where one of you can just pick up and leave and go join the other person. Have you talked about that and like what that means longer term? Yeah, we've had um, a lot of conversations. And I think like near the beginning of long distance, it was a little bit more open ended because at that point, um, I mean, when we started long distance, I didn't have Cyclone at that point. So that was actually a big Mm -hmm. conversation to have 
with Zach once I knew I wanted to move forward with Cyclone. Uh, you know, now I'm going to mm-hmm. have this other business that ties me to Kitchener and, you know, how is this going to affect our relationship and what are we going to do? And I mean, being Zach, he was super supportive of my entrepreneurial spirit. And it was just kind of one of those things where I was like, well, we just will make it work and we'll figure it out. Um, And I think that's, I mean, that's always been a really great, it's a great mentality to have um, and great support to have, because at the end of the day, it is true. Like if, if it's going to work, it's, we're going to make it work. So um, I think especially mm-hmm. lately, we've we've been having a lot more conversations around, you know, what does this really mean for our relationship and where do we go from here? I think COVID's been kind of a push towards that as well. And um, I mean, we've also been in long distance for three years and I'm getting to a point where it's not so cute anymore. Um, it was ever cute, but <laughs> um, so we definitely have more conversations around that topic nowadays um and i mean they're not always easy conversations i think it was probably maybe a year and a half ago no i think actually two years ago now i think zach really realized that you know his life is in la and he wants to stay there Mm -hmm. and he had to be really honest with me of you know if you know it's i'm staying here so (laughs) you need to decide really if you want to continue to make this relationship work knowing mm-hmm. that information which I mean it was I can only imagine on his side how hard that must have been and for me it was not easy to hear but mm-hmm. those are the conversations where you need to be really honest with each other and communicate um, or else it's just going to blow up at a later date you know you're making me think of something when I was in venture for Canada which is like an entrepreneurship program um, there was someone came in and talked about something along these lines. And he said that entrepreneurs often marry academics or people in medicine, because it takes like the crazy to balance out kind of the boring or the consistent. What I think is actually a major strength for the two of you is that you both get it, right? You understand the position that the other person is in. And like when Zach says to you, Erica, like, okay, let's just try it. You're an entrepreneur too. And you're willing to kind of take that chance. Whereas I feel like a lot of the conversations we've been having with entrepreneurs lately, they're, they're working with people who don't get it and who don't understand what the sacrifice is for. And I feel like as long as two people are on the same page, you can go figure it out. It's when two people are speaking different languages that it becomes a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they can't resonate with the other person and, and understand their big dreams and passions, then, I mean, you just, you're, you're dealing with someone who thinks in incredibly logically and (laughs) entrepreneurs don't always think super logically. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. So when you're together, are you always talking shop with each other? Are you always giving each other advice and talking to your businesses or is that, is it like your relationship is kind of your almost like escape from that? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I would say it's probably more of the escape for me. Okay. Um, I think there's certain times where we'll get into it and we'll say like, hey, well, this is happening and we'll give each other advice. For me, I often want to, especially if I'm, if we're like separate as in we're not in the same city, but we're like FaceTiming at the end of the day. 
I'll usually want to catch up a little bit on what's happened. But other than that, it'll be like, I just want someone who doesn't give a fuck about whatever's going on in this world. <laughs> uh, because the rest of the day, I'm spending time with people who are consumed by this. And I don't want uh, to just continue that conversation with my with my girlfriend at the end of the day. Um, so that's been more for me is, hey, let's just talk about something that has nothing to do with this. Um, and this will be my, my time away from it all. But sometimes we, we jump into it or get each other's advice. Or I think recently we've just been asking like, Hey, what can I, what can I do to support you through this? Um, and then kind of hearing the other person out on that. But I don't know if you have anything to add to that, Erica. Yeah, I think, uh, there's definitely situations where, I mean, the, the nice thing is, is that we both understand each other's businesses, uh, to a degree. So, um, mm-hmm. I think we like to try and poke advice when we can, but it's not always welcomed. <laughs> and so it's also being open with each other too of like, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about this right now. Like I want to just be with you and I like right. respect your opinion and I respect what you have to say, but I'm not interested in hearing it right now. Basically what she's, she's saying is that you guys know me, I tend to put my manager hat on and I'll be like, this is what you should do. And here's how to solve all the problems going on in your business. And here's blah, 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 blah. blah. And she's like, listen, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear it right now. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, everything's fine, babe. I'm here for you. I think that Zach's done a really good job of now when I come to him to vent with a problem or just even, you know, come to him with, with an issue or something going on, he'll ask if I want a solution or if I just want yeah. And that's been a really life-changing thing in our relationship. Yeah, it is. It's huge. Like poor Alex, I come to him with every idea. Like Emma and I are talking shop all the time. And then I go to him and I want to like catch him up on all the things we've talked about, which are not real things, right? At that point, they're ideas. <laughs> And he literally got to the point where he's like, this is insufferable. <laughs> he's going to hate the fact that I just shared that. But you do have to set boundaries. Otherwise, your whole relationship becomes the business. And that's not really a relationship at all. That's a business partnership. Yeah, I should. Uh, maybe I'll negotiate with Erica for some percentages later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to pre-COVID, right? Like last year has been a whirlwind. Um, but pre-COVID, Zach, when you'd come back, you have family here. You have friends here. Like this was home before you left for LA. How do you divide your time when you have so many people you want to see and so little time to see them yeah good question and Toronto's always home but this will be home base for a while um but uh it, it was actually it's challenging but at the same time it's just a game of priorities right so uh I would pre-covid I wouldn't stay for very long I'd probably stay for about 10 days maybe two weeks mm-hmm. and I would just do the trips more often whereas now with covid I've been coming much less frequently but staying for much more periods of time since I have to quarantine um and uh, honestly, it was to kind of just put it shortly, it's like at the end of the day, I had to be like, oh, there's all these old friends that want to catch up and all these old friends that want to see each other. But I can't or if and if I because I have to prioritize these relationships that I have to put a lot into, it's kind of like placing your bets very similar to business. Like you could diversify yourself across like 10 buckets and 10 different little things or you can be like, fuck it, I'm going all in on this one, two or three place uh, or like buckets or businesses. And so I think similarly with relationships, you have to determine the depth and the importance of those relationships. And so with a lot of like more shallow level friendships that just wanted to catch up because uh, of whatever, like we haven't seen each other in years, I had to be like, hey, listen, I can't. I'm here. I have to spend these 10 days prioritizing my time with both 
my girlfriend as well as my mom who's still in in Toronto so um, that was kind of the experience for me was having to say no a lot um, and I think also Erica being flexible on some days I'd like batch everything so she'd be like okay on this one day take my car drive to Toronto do all your meetings do all your like catch-ups with friends and then the other times I would uh, I would try to prioritize her and my mom as much as possible. Mm-hmm. That's probably like a life lesson that goes beyond just like coming home to Toronto. Like, have you guys noticed that certain friends have had to be intentionally cut out of your life as you pursue these entrepreneurial ventures? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't think personally, maybe I'm not thinking too hard and deep about this because maybe it just happened organically, but. I mean, I don't really think that I've had to pick and choose friendships based on my businesses. Um, And like I said, maybe I'm not thinking hard enough about that. Maybe I need a second on that one. But um, I'm kind of, I mean, the way that I operate is I try and do everything and fit everything in. So, I mean, it's not always the healthiest thing, but I've definitely probably about a year in had to learn to say no. And that was a challenging thing to, uh, to learn and know that I can't do everything. And so, yeah, it was, mm-hmm. you know, saying no to hanging out with friends for an evening because it's just, it's not my priority. It's not what I have mm-hmm. time to do. And like in the downtime that I do have, I'd rather, you know, maybe just chill out, sit on the couch and not be out and about and I think I did see some resistance from some friend groups at the beginning but I think they quickly realized like this is just how Erica is <laughs> she's a she's a homebody she'd rather just like do something chill than you know go out and party or go to Toronto for the weekend um so it's just picking and choosing those those friend groups wisely and picking and choosing what you and how you spend your time yeah no I think that total sense no I was just gonna add like I think I think for me it's I think the important thing that Erica just touched on was like saying no uh is really important learning how to do that and not feeling bad for it is really important Mm -hmm. for for me both with friends as well as like from a business perspective uh so much of my job is having like a wide breadth of relationships and network Um, across entertainment, but also across like tech and VC and all these other different industries and e-commerce. And so upholding those relationships and like giving them the energy that they deserve is important, but at the same time, uh, getting hit up by a lot of people that just like, just want to catch up or just want a little bit of time or just want to hop on a call and like see what else is new. Um, Those, I've realized that those things add up tremendously. Mm -hmm. And then if you really want to give un, like, undistracted time to someone you really have to like be able to draw the line somewhere and that was really hard for me because I'm just such a yes man and saying like yes to every opportunity or want to help out every single person that wants to catch up or the amount of times you guys get this too right which is people are being like oh like I'm launching some sort of e-commerce thing like you guys work in the industry like do you mind like me hopping on a call with you to pick your brain and eventually just got to be like hey listen like all the best to your thing and I miss you and hope you're well but I just can't No, that's something that, I mean, our podcast is still very new, but that's something that Kelsey and I have started to realize is like, oh, we are going to have to say no to people. And it's super hard. We've actually had conversations about that this week. So it's very timely. How did you learn that, Zach? Was it just once you saw that um, you were kind of dropping the ball on other things and you knew you had to set boundaries or 
like what did what did the nitty gritty of actually building that muscle look like? Yeah, there's a, a starterstory.com slash how dash to dash say dash no is a really good resource. So just if you Google starter story, starter story, how to say no, it's basically every email template from people like Tim Ferriss or Naval or all these like different entrepreneurial people on how to say no. And it's like they're crafted emails. And so I've actually used that quite a bit and added a couple of those into Gmail so that when people reach out and say, hey, Zach, like, hope you're well, dude. I haven't talked to you in a long time. Like, you want to put 15 minutes on the calendar to talk about blah, 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 blah. I just kind of like put that template in there, fill in the blanks and send it out, which is says something usually like, hey, this is like a blanket thing I send out. It's nothing personal. I have my head in do these two, three projects that are really important to me. Um, in order for me to like adhere to my discipline, I have to say no to everything. And so nothing against you or catching up. Um, but I but, you know, unfortunately, I have to pass. And I think like taking the human element out of it, exactly. because like my emotion wants to meet with that person, my emotion doesn't want to let that person down. But when I just fill it in with this, like I send this template to everyone for the next week, I just want to send this template to anyone who asks for my time. It takes the it makes it more of a rational decision and a disciplined decision. So that's been one practice that I found works for me. That's huge. Like I am, I did not, first of all, I did not think that answer was going to be that tactical. That's amazing. And we'll link out to that in our show notes for anyone that's interested. Um, I'm reading a book called Deep Work right now by Cal Newport. And he talks about this, like one of the youngest professors at this really prestigious school. And he published twice as many articles as any other working professor. And he was also teaching at the same time. And you look at his practices and he would set out of office responses for his email for six months at a time. And he would leave people on red for six months, which just sounds so extreme. But if you want to be dedicated and actually like complete projects, you have to be a bit ruthless with your time. 100%. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's really good. And then Erica, you said that you've had to learn how to say no. Like obviously email templates are huge, but what about when it's friends? How did you level set with them? Just complete honesty. Um, And I think especially like my relationships with my friends, if they are real and they are, you know, the, the true friends, they know who I am as a person. And I like to think I'm not an awful human. Um, and they know how busy I am. So it's just being completely honest and saying I'm in way over my head. I need a, a, a night, a day to myself. And I mean, I've had a really great response from from all of my friends. And I think a notable time where this I mean it it all kind of came to a head it was I was supposed to go to Toronto for one of my best friend's birthdays and that morning I puked because I was like so over tired and worked it was right before cycling was opening and Zach was sitting there being like don't go don't go um and I just had to be so honest and that was a a point where I was it was a really challenging thing to do because it's like this is my best friend's birthday and and I'm not gonna show up because I can't my body is like refusing to let me um but she understood because I was just super honest with her and leveled with her and and I didn't hide anything and I think that's just you have to be honest and communicate and if they're really good friends and they know who you are at the core, then they know that there's no bad intention behind it. And I think it also it comes back to like you've kind of both alluded to the types of people you have in your life. And 
if they're kind of in that same arena and they're also chasing things and they're also driven and dedicated, there's a way higher likelihood that they're going to understand where you're coming from and, and still be there for you. And then I think, you know, if some of them get weeded out along the way, then they probably weren't meant to be there, you know, for your journey and vice versa. I feel like you guys gave a lot of tactical advice as to how you're making this work. I think this is like a guide for anyone that's thinking about doing long distance. I feel like this is a guide for anyone who's thinking about becoming an entrepreneur and isn't sure if their partner is going to be in support of it. If you were to rank the number one thing that you think has helped you survive three years, basically like against all odds, I know that sounds so dramatic, but there have been so many curveballs thrown your way. What do you think the number one thing is? My answer is just saying yes to whatever your girlfriend. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I honestly think the monthly review thing. Yeah. I think I think that's the number one thing. And I recommend it to every person I know in any relationship. That's my number one yeah, thing. Yeah, I think. Uh, and just, you know, being like-minded. We both understand each other. We understand what drives us to do what we're doing right now, which is keeping us apart. Um, and also just having open conversations, too, around you know, what, what does our future look like and, and how do we want to make it happen? Because those are the conversations that keep a relationship alive as well of, you know, what, like, what is the reason we're doing this for? And it's to eventually be together. Yeah. I think it's important to, to build a habit of having hard conversations. Like you, people often know what conversations they're avoiding. I think this goes beyond just a partner relationship yeah. and it can be with your co-founder. It could be with your parents. It could be with your friends. Like there's a lot of conversations we avoid having. I think the exercise of the monthly review just like makes space for a conversation, which like if there's an elephant in the room ends up becoming the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think even beyond the monthly review, like it's important to call those things out when they're bugging you without letting resentment build. And I think that's been something that both of us have gotten better at over three years because it just doesn't work to hold it in. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't work like let it foster and brew inside of you. It's so much more healthy to be able to feel like you can like raise a hand and say like, hey, this thing is bothering me or like, hey, I'm feeling really unsure about this particular thing. And then you can talk about it, get on the same page or figure it out in some way, shape or form. But usually everything just feels better when it's all laid out on the table. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember um, in The Subtle Art by Mark Manson, he talks about this woman, this old woman who goes to the grocery store and she like doesn't have a lot happening in her life and her coupons aren't scanning and she has like a full out panic attack because that's the one thing she needed to get done today and she just like can't make it happen. I also feel like it's true for relationships. Like if you're not doing a lot, it leaves a lot of time to sit there and identify what's wrong with your partner and what's wrong with your relationship. I'm sure the fact that you guys are both hunting down your own goals and your own dreams helps a lot to prioritize like what actually needs fixing versus what's something that we can just move on from and not fixate on yeah and I also think like so many of these skills you're talking about are so beneficial in business relationships too like I even think for us Kelsey with this podcast like we should do a monthly review because <laughs> it just getting things out on the out on the table and I think knowing both of you it doesn't surprise me that you prioritize having those conversations because I think that's you know why you've been successful in business as well Yeah. Well, actually, one thing we're noticing, too, is a ton of people either have relationship mentors or coaches or like full out like business coaches, right, as founders, just having like a neutral sounding board to bounce ideas off of. Were you guys just naturally introspective and like, you know, identifying things that could be improved on were just like 
come naturally to you? Or did you have people like seeding ideas or resources you were looking at to identify what could be worked on? Where did a lot of these things come from? Uh, I think for, it honestly came from when probably like the month of review probably came from like uh, we were at Shopify, you guys, we were all together in sales, Kelsey, Emma and I. Um, and I was just so like meeting oriented and my calendar was so regimented. Um, and so I was like, okay, if we have to sit down and talk about stuff, like I'm going to put it in the calendar and we're going to go book out a meeting room at the Shopify office like after work. That's what we're going to do. And like, I'm going to make a PowerPoint because this is what I like. I was just so much in the mindset of like a uh, sales rep at Shopify that that was like kind of what I was just planning. I was like, oh, it'd be so cool if we did this thing. And then it ended up being super valuable. But Mm -hmm. um, now it's we still do that. Like we um, we would at times like book like 15 minutes like right before lunch to just like meet up and and kind of talk about our day with one another mm-hmm. and get like a little debrief on the day yeah um or like a little escape from the day and i still find ourselves doing that and putting it in the calendar and we'll do it now do it over facetime but um i think it's just kind of like thinking about what are the things that feel like they'd be a good idea testing them and if they are working then holding each other accountable to maintaining them like there have been months where it's been the sixth or seventh day of a month and we haven't done our monthly review yet. And I might be avoiding it for one reason or another, just cause I don't feel like it. And Erica will like call me out and say, Hey, like we have to do this. Mm-hmm. You're the one who thought this was, would be a good idea. And so like, you, we can't drop the ball and I'll be like, you're absolutely right. I just like, I'm tired and I don't feel like having this heavy conversation and it's not always heavy, but it, it is something that you have to like sit down and give actual brain space to. Right. And so, um, it's important to like make those ties with one another and then not let each other fall from those uh, pieces of accountability. And so I think that that's also super important in, in the relationship. And I think that just builds healthy habits for other commitments that can come along in the future, right? Totally. Zach, please tell me you did a stop, start, continue. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> with um, green light. I think I was like, at first I like made a huge joke about it. Like there was a pie graph of like oh time spent doing this or like time spent annoyed, like 30% and then looking at it being like, I want that to be less than 15% next month. Like let's end it. <laughs> deck of slides because that would be really entertaining to revisit (laughs) i'll I'll look it up but i love it i feel like that could actually we were um like a lot of the shopify employees got we're not really strangers as a christmas gift so we were playing it last night just three of us (laughs) i feel like you guys could turn this deck into like some sort of game and sell it that could be the next entrepreneurial venture Uh, yeah i think that game is phenomenal erica and i have played it as well um and uh, yeah, I've actually played that game too. Like it has solved some of my, uh, like has repaired some of my most important relationships in my life. We're not really strangers. Yeah. Yeah. The, the founder is a friend uh, and uh, we just got the game a while ago. And then I started playing with my sister and it like during COVID, uh, oh during the initial goodness. months of COVID. And we're not really strangers completely like repaired a lot of the ties I had with with my sister and then Erica was like oh let's play together too and we've we've gone through the whole deck I, I believe so cool oh I love it okay well maybe to just pivot a little bit as we're nearing the end of our conversation what's 2021 looking like for each of you and your respective businesses uh for me uh 2021 hopefully looks promising uh it starts to be positive uh, I'm excited to launch 
quantum desserts. I think that's going to be a really fun pivot. Uh, also, just a way for my business partner and I to spend some more time together and have fun. Yeah, seriously, we're actually going to shout it out. Um, it's at Quantum Greens for anyone that's interested on Instagram. And uh, please check it out. We will be hosting online baking classes. It will be a ton of fun. Oh, so fun. Yeah. But can you can you tell us more about this? I didn't realize there was an online component. Yeah. So we're basically, we're going to take the cooking class, online cooking class, and just pivot in, into online baking classes. Uh, so the funniest part about it is that Bill and I are not amazing bakers. We're not horrible, but it's not our livelihood. So it's going to just be a community of average bakers leading average bakers. Uh, So similar idea to cooking classes, we'll ship out all the ingredients to you prepackaged and portioned, and then we'll be hosting online Zoom classes to all do it together. So there'll be some entertainment to it, uh, and then you also end up with a delicious dessert at the end. So looking forward to that. I think that will be a really exciting, just something to do and look forward to each week. And then with the studio, hopefully getting up and running and open again um, in the next couple of weeks, fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. And really just trying to zone in on the community. I think, you know, we've, we've only been open for a year and half of that has been shut down. So um, it feels like every time we start gaining momentum, we, we get shut down again. So I'm really excited to be able to reopen and continue to build on the community that we've already created, uh, which is so strong already, uh, which is, which is just nice to see. Um, So Business-wise, that's kind of where my head's at for 2021 is just get get my businesses back up and running and to a place that Mm -hmm. I'm proud of, happy of, and they're both doing what they were meant to be doing. And yeah, the ways you've pivoted this year are just incredible for both your businesses. It's been really inspiring to watch for sure. Yeah, and to be truthful, a lot of those um, pivots have have come from conversations with Zach as well, which is, uh, thanks, babe. But also comes from, I think, having somebody who gets it and understands that, like, yeah, you're not just going to throw in the towel when things get hard. It's how do you continue to evolve and change your businesses with the times? Um, And he's been a huge contributor in those conversations and ideas that have come to life. So very grateful for that, for sure. I I also, I guess, ditto the the sentiment that I think you've done a phenomenal job this year and have uh one of the most like now in your in your book that will come out in 20 years have a couple of chapters of incredible adversity that will be very uh will build the stakes quite big for the surprise uh you know payoff at the end of the book agreed um so kudos to you for for also handling it all like a champ i guess for me 2021 i would say is just a year of honestly like probably saying no more uh saying no more and starting to become more efficient um, my whole life as like a, as an entrepreneur, as a worker, it's always been like, just been like a workhorse. Mm-hmm. I like work really hard. I try to work harder than everyone else. That's been kind of like my motto. Um, and as I get older, I'm like realizing I want to build time in my life for other things. And I don't want to just be heads down in a laptop throughout my twenties or throughout my thirties. Yeah. And there's all these things I want to do with my life, whether it be, 
uh, travel the world or have a family or all these things that I, I recognize those take skills to do more with less time. Um, and you kind of hear the cliche thing of like, oh, and when you have a kid, you become a lot more productive and efficient because you have to be because you have no choice. And so I'm like trying to figure out ways to learn those lessons prior to (laughs) having a kid or something as drastic as that. Um, But I think that's been a big priority this year is how do I say no to a lot more, uh, make my very few selective yeses, and then uh, build a calendar and schedule within my life that prioritizes all the things that are really, really important to me and that I want to be intentional about. One thing we ask every single guest um, when they come on, like we often talk about, you know, why they're inspiring and what they're doing right. But who do you guys look to? Who do you think gets it? I'll go first on this one. Who do I think gets it? Um, I mean, it sounds cliche, but like I've, uh, or I feel like I've said this on a few podcasts, but I really look up to Scooter Braun, both as a manager and as like a business executive and of anyone I've been able to like kind of take a look within their life or chat with them. I think he's probably the person that I would say gets it the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I would say both in the sense of like how he's able to be very successful from a business perspective, but also truly I've gotten the vibe from him that like, the him prioritizing his family is not just like some Instagram thing he does, but like he genuinely makes that time very, very important um, and builds systems around like, how do I make sure I'm there for my kids? How do I make sure I give time to my wife? How do I make sure that um, I repaint the picture of like what a successful entrepreneur or business person is? And it's not like being at the club or flying on a private jet left and right and like closing these big deals, but it's, you know, spending your Saturday like playing soccer in the backyard with your son uh, while maybe like you take a call in the morning before the, the they wake up or something of that sort. And I think that's <laughs> been uh, someone I've looked to as like the gold standard. And then my question to him is like, I've asked him in the past, like, how do you do this? Like, what yeah. is the answer? And the right. answer every time has been work in progress. It's like constant work in progress. And so the answer is that there is no answer. The answer is that it's always in the works and there is no perfect, um, which is also very reassuring to know that the the gold standard is still in progress. Yeah, it makes it way more attainable. Love it. Erica, who do you think gets it? I kind of have a roundabout answer, but uh, I feel like there's not one person in my life or that I know who I look up to that I think gets it and I want to be like or aspire to be like. I personally feel like every single relationship that I have in my life, um, there's something or an attribute within those people that I aspire to do better on or be like or um, to fulfill. So I think for me, it's, you know, every relationship I have, I look to to them in some piece or form and, and want to do good by them or want to be like them in a way. Um, and you know, everybody's diverse. Everybody's so different. We're all striving for, for something different, but at the end of the day, we all want to be good people. And I think I just take a little snippet out of everybody that I know and, and love and try and do better by them. Oh, I love it. Both very great answers. 
Well, Zach and Erica, this has been such a fun conversation and it's been nice to just get to catch up and, and sit down and chat with you both. So thank you both for coming on and wishing you all the best for the rest of the year. Thanks for having us on. Free yeah, so free much. hour of relationship therapy provided by Kelsey and Emma. <laughs> great. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye, thanks, guys. guys. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Wow, Zach and Erica are such good sports. I feel like it is not an easy thing to get on the mic and be that open about some of the things that were difficult in building businesses while also being in a long distance relationship. But I do think that they're just such a good example of two people committed to making it work. And there were a lot of good takeaways. Mm-hmm. Lots of good takeaways. This is a fun one. Um, and hopefully you found something valuable in it as well. Um, if you want to check out Zach and Erica, we will link their Instagrams in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll also shout them out on our page, of course. Definitely go check them out. They're two awesome individuals. Um, And also, as always, rating and reviews on our podcast help a ton. So if you enjoy our content, please go ahead and do that. And you can find us on Instagram at they.get.it, where we share lots of other content as well. Until next week. See you next week. Bye.